0: Hello and welcome to West Underground. Today, we have none other than Cassidy Paris joining us. And uh, let's just start off by asking, who are you?
1: Hey, I'm Cassidy Paris. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast. I appreciate it. Um, I am a 18-year-old singer-songwriter guitarist based in Melbourne. And I just have released my new single, Wannabe. And an EP as well called Flirt.
0: But the EP is not out yet, is it?
1: It is it is, it it was is? Out last Wednesday, it was released so i'm super stoked.
0: Oh wow when uh, if you if you go down the bottom guys uh, we will have a link there for you to go check that out as well. Um, and just how did you get your start in music because you're 18 now and on your Spotify it looks like you've been active for a couple of years.
1: Yes, yes, I have. Um, I've always uh, loved music since a very, very young age and my dad was actually heavily involved in the music industry since ever I can remember. He's been playing in bands his entire life and when I um, wanted to pick up that guitar for the very first time, it was like eyes light up on Christmas day for him. He was like a child that wants to step into the music industry. But um, yeah, no, it was super cool and I kind of um, sorted my way. Into the music industry that way, I guess.
0: Wow! So you were in school, and um, you know, going to the going to a studio or going going home after school and recording music.
1: Yes, exactly. So I think I always say that it was a fantastic balance for me. And um, I'll go to school, I'll come home, and then I'll record or uh, be jamming out with my with my family. So that's super, super cool.
0: Nice, nice. That's very cool. Thank you. And uh, what about do, do? you have siblings? Do they play instruments as well? Like, do you have a, like I, a family band?
1: I have. I have a sibling. He is the complete opposite to me. So it's me and my dad that are musical in this family. But he plays AFL um, rules footy. So, uh, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> nice, nice. I mean, I'm, like, not everyone can be musical. So
1: yeah, he actually <laughs> did play. Start playing um, bass guitar, but yeah, he just. Football was his calling, I guess.
0: Nice. Well, at least, at least you have all the spotlight then when it comes to music.
1: <laughs> it's okay. It's shared spotlight between me and my dad, so we're not too competitive about it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> nice. And um, what's the? Have you have you done a lot of like um, like gigs and stuff down in Melbourne?
1: I haven't done so much in Melbourne, but I have gigged um, in Japan and America, so the US. Uh, That was super cool experience. I was pretty young when I started gigging. I have played a couple of gigs here and there in Melbourne, but it's just been hit and miss since COVID. um, So I'm really, really looking forward to getting out there. We've had to postpone my gig a couple of times, but we're really, really excited and ready to get back on that stage here in our hometown
0: wow that's really interesting because usually like if you start you know gigging and start trying to you know pursue music you usually do it in your hometown how did you manage to go yeah exactly
1: it's it's actually very interesting because a lot of people ask me that they're like what i don't understand um and i don't know i think just because um my dad had a little bit of a connection over there as well um i always have I've traveled to America, the US, a couple of times before gigging. And we had a couple of friends over there. My management are based over in the U S as well. So that's super helpful. But, um, yeah, I love gigging all around the world. It's super cool to be able to meet different people. And I love meeting people and hearing their stories as well.
0: So what was it like in Japan and, uh, in the U S like, what was that experience like?
1: I, I love Japan. It's just, I love the us as well don't get me wrong equal equal um but yeah i japan just it it was crazy experience i've never met fans like that ever they're just super super cool so outgoing and kind and i'm just so lucky because even when i um, i went to the us i've just had an amazing amount of support and it's so cool to see that online and have that connectivity with your fans and everything. They're like my family and my friends. So oh, definitely wow. super, super cool.
0: And, um, what were the stages that you were playing? Like, were you playing like, um, pub, were you, are you able to play pubs? If you're under 21 in America?
1: Uh, I believe I actually don't know. I'm, I'm I didn't play actually pubs. So I played, um, there were music venues and i played at um a festival so in a, in the us i played at a festival and when i went to actually i take that back when i went to um japan i did play and it was kind of like a a bar pub i don't know what you would call it it was kind of like a mix between the two yeah and that's where i played a couple of nights in japan and then at we did a signing at a record store so that was also really cool
0: wow that's awesome like like i think you're the first person that we've spoken to that this has happened in reverse (laughs) to. yeah
1: yeah definitely no that's completely understandable because you'd think normally that you'd kind of get a following here before you get it overseas but i think it has happened a little bit reverse for me um don't get me wrong i have some fantastic um australian uh, fans here and some beautiful people that support me but um yeah it's definitely been a world right worldwide response for me so very very grateful for that
0: wow and um what are the plans going forward like uh you know you you guys in melbourne are, are still locked down yeah at the moment
1: yes is sydney sydney is as well right
0: oh yeah we got we're in hard lockdown now
1: yeah because i heard it's i i listen to the news i know i sound like i'm 50 years old, but my parents love watching it. I'm like, it's just depressing. But um
0: yeah.
1: no. So we listen to the news every night when we have dinner. And I just hear that you're getting out of lockdown, right? Soon if you get the vaccination. Is that correct?
0: Yeah, yeah like I think we we still have to hit a target, but even then, right. like um we don't know. We're just yeah, hoping. Exactly. We're just exactly I know, praying, right, exactly.
1: We yeah. need live music back, we need our, our lives back, I guess. And It's been difficult for me from a musician's point of view, um, because I've had to obviously reschedule my gig so many times. Um, but like I said, I'm really looking forward to getting out there and to connecting with people and I'm really busy in isolation, um, well, lockdown, uh, writing music and recording it. So I'm using it usefully, I guess. So yeah, that's always a good sign.
0: Absolutely. And like, how, how long have you guys been in lockdown? Cause it was like, you would go in every week and then come out and over from the border, we're looking at you guys and, and going what the, what the hell happening? And then you guys got open and then we've been now locked down for three months.
1: Yeah, it's it's been a roller coaster ride, that's for sure. Um, But yeah, I think, I'm pretty sure when we started hearing the cases in Sydney, I got a little skeptical. I was like, this is not gonna go too well, I don't think. And then um, we had a one, two week lockdown, I wanna say. Don't quote me on this, I'm just trying to remember because I feel like I've been locked down the entire year now um but yeah i think we had two weeks of lockdown a week or two out of lockdown and then back into lockdown so i think i want to say it's like six to eight weeks we've been in lockdown i could be completely off and people are like no that is so wrong <laughs> but um yeah so we've been locked down for a while but like i said i'm using my time to write music to record music so that's the the next thing to have a lot of new music out there and hopefully play a couple of shows
0: nice that's a that's a great plan and like when you when you're recording at home what are you doing it on are you recording through logic pro tools ableton what's your what's your poison
1: um i'm pretty sure we use pro tools yeah. uh we have a studio at Or maybe it's logic it's one of the two i know that um because we've gone back and forth a little bit recently because they're kind of a little bit similar but um yeah we've actually got a studio in our house so i have that uh luxury and like i said when i was in high school i'd go to school do my work come home, record. So that was basically the cycle for me. Um, But yeah, in lockdown, it's just been recording, 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 writing, writing, writing. So that has also been very beneficial.
0: Wow, that's awesome that you have a studio in your house.
1: Yeah, so it's kind of like disconnected it's like there's my this my house and then we have the garage and then there's the studio um that was one thing uh that my dad when we were building this house he was like i need to have my own studio because we need to be writing music and recording music all the time um and my mum was like fine you can have your own studio i'll bend to you there but um yeah so I, i'm very grateful for that but we've been in the studio i've been in and out of other studios as well so i've, I've recorded with andy shanahan from roxas x roxas um before and he was super cool um i also have a producer in canada called paul lane and he mixes um, mixes produces all my stuff and um yeah so i worked with a couple of cool people which is awesome
0: <laughs> no that is awesome for sure like I, I I think it's just you have a, quite a unique journey so far. Like this is really interesting just to see your kind of unorthodox journey. But um, yeah, and Paul, are you still in the chat? You've been very yeah silent. yeah. <laughs> I've
2: been trying to jump in as usual. You know me, try and jump in. But Hamish, yeah, Hamish. Hamish has a lot of things to say, so I just wait for him to finish. Uh, just on the music side of things, do you have a process in making songs, or does it change on what ideas come first?
1: um it definitely does differ for sure um i think that every song it kind of depends how you connect to it what kind of uh song you're writing like with my latest single wannabe i actually came in with the concept which i actually don't do a lot of the time normally i come up with the the chords or the riff or something and then i'll bring that into the writing session with paul um because we co-write together and that's Super cool as well. But um Wannabe was different in the fact that I knew what I wanted to write. Um, it definitely defines my entire high school experience, that song. So I I knew um what I was going in with and I knew kind of what vibe I wanted to go for when I was writing that track. Uh, but yeah, it's kind of like a back and forth thing as well. Um, sometimes it's not depending if. Paul is actually in Australia with me. Um, so talk about it. My first single, we actually wrote here in Australia. And that was a super cool process as well, but different, I guess.
0: Wow. Um, and is it music or melody for you? Like, what do you, um, what do you, how do you prefer to write? Like, do you like to, do you, do you think about the music first or do you think about the, you know, the melody and the, and the lyrics first and then kind of fill the music to it? What's the process?
1: um again i think it's a combination uh like i said i came up with the actual concept wannabe like that was the word i came in with and obviously the ideas kind of spanned off from there but we always um we start off with chords and we like most of the time uh that was very very interesting experience because i've never written like that before but i am happy with the final product very happy with it um but yeah normally it is like the the chords and the melody that's what we'll do first and then we'll go in and uh kind of see where things go with lyrics
0: yeah, cool. I always love asking that question and just seeing how you know everybody does does things different. Because yeah, there's no, definitely. it doesn't seem to be like there's one there's one straight road to to you know getting a getting a song.
1: Yeah, not at all. And I think um, like I said, it's like you said, sorry, um, it differs between artists. And I whenever I see my dad writing songs, he writes songs like that. But then I speak to Paul and he's written songs like just lyrics and lyrics and lyrics, and then gone back and written the chords, which I think is very interesting as well.
0: Yeah. And also like one other thing I wanted to touch there, like what was high school like if you're doing all this outside and then like imagine you would have been doing music at high school and when the music teachers are kind of like telling you what to do, but you've also doing this outside, how does it work.
1: It was definitely a weird experience high school, to say the least um. A lot of people really didn't understand what what I stood for. And I think that was an, like an interesting experience in itself because it's the old Joan Jett story like uh, girls can't rock and I think that I really tried to challenge that with what I was doing and people a lot of people didn't even know who joan jet was so that was and i was listening to things like dio and death leopard and i loved acdc and um they were listening to other things which is which is cool but a lot of people didn't understand it now like what is this girl doing i don't understand it people would mock me and it was quite challenging at times. I won't like sugarcoat it, but definitely music and it's gonna say as cliche as it sounds, music did help me. It was my medicine.
0: Wow. And um, like, and what were your music teachers like in, in high school as well? Like, um, I don't know how they do music in Melbourne, but like, you know, at school and stuff, like, did you, you know, was it? Were they trying to get you to sing other stuff or were they just letting you do your own thing?
1: It's interesting because I actually went to a school, um, we chose that school because it was very music based. I say that with quotation marks because I don't really think it's actually very sports based. Like I had the head of um, sport tell me when I wanted to go on tour that um, they only make exemptions for athletes, which I thought was a very interesting comment to make. Um, And I got very fed up with that school very quickly. But um, yeah, adding on that, I think that my music teachers, they were always um, supportive when I spoke to them about it. However, they definitely had that like direction. Everything was jazz based at my school solely. And I don't think they were, that school wasn't very inclusive of different pathways of music. They didn't really understand it and again that's cool if you love jazz i am not hating on jazz musicians i think they are the most talented musicians ever um and they're just different you know
0: yeah yeah that must have been a strange conversation like oh it was
1: (laughs) definitely i remember going in there and sitting down and saying hey i'm gonna go on tour and I'm going to be there for this long and I'm playing these dates and it'd be really cool if I could do schoolwork from, um, because this was when I was in year 11, this wasn't even when I was in year 12, um, because COVID happened obviously. And it was definitely very funny when he came out with that comment because my mother's eyes were like, what is going on? And I went home and told my dad, and he's like, that is like pure discrimination. So we were appalled really.
0: Yeah, you would think that the school would be like, you know, go. go I know, go you'd think it.
1: that they'd be inclusive. And I had an awesome media teacher called Mr. Dossa and he was like, I'm going to fight this for you. Um, you're going to get there. You're going to be playing in Japan. And it was just super cool. So I had awesome teachers like that.
2: Wow. Just and- on the, um, the Japan and America tour, did you find the, um, the crowd experience different in different countries?
1: absolutely um i think it it, again it depends on who you're playing to and obviously you're going to experience different crowds regardless of what country you're in but japan was definitely different i think that um i don't know japan is just a completely different uh, vibe to any other place i've played in the world they're so bubbly and they come up with and they've got they're so passionate about music as well so and sometimes obviously with the language barrier it's a little bit difficult um to speak but you can just tell that they're so into it they're so connected to the music and that's what i thought was so cool because I was a little bit nervous going up there because they always say that Aussie speak so fast. And I think we do speak fast. Even Americans say that to me, they're like, I can't understand what you're saying. You're speaking too fast, but, um, yeah, definitely very cool in both places, the U S and Japan. And hopefully I actually have booked a UK tour next year in November. So I'm playing a couple of dates there. And that'll also be a really cool experience.
2: Yeah, I was told the American countries, because they got um, the language barrier, mm-hmm. they listen to the music and they love the music more than the vocals. And a great example of that is that they love Led Zeppelin so much because their music is so good, even though they can't understand the English.
1: Yes, yes. I've actually heard similar things and I think that it's so cool that they can um, connect to music and that really shows how strong their connection is, I think.
0: Are we talking about America here or Japan? Uh, the Asian countries in Japan. General, Oh, the Japan, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah Japan. I was going to say, American. Really no, not Japan. American. Oh, okay, that makes a lot of sense. Um, But Japan, Japan, does it have like a big kind of rock scene? Like, because every time I watch, you know, any documentaries on bands, they go over to Japan and they get the Beatles treatment.
1: Yes, Japan is huge for rock music. Um, I was blown away the first time I went there. I actually went there with my family on a trip um before i had been on um for musical reasons obviously but it was just crazy these people were coming up with um to me with like huge snoopy plush toys because i knew that my dog's called snoopy so um they would come up to me with these massive like life-size things that i couldn't even figure well i was trying to figure out to put on my carry-on um because i had to take them home obviously but um yeah it was just mental and i was so buzzed out to see like things like my favorite record stores and they still have that there which you can barely find those in australia
0: (laughs) do you like so in in melbourne at the moment have have they got a lack of record stores
1: i mean there are there are ones but um like i said there are very few that still exist even when i travel to the us i travel around and try to find the best ones um but yeah we've got a couple but again it's not like 1980s that's for sure yeah
0: yeah and um like where did you go in america like did you did you where like where did you land and where was like the tour? how many states did you
1: Yes. So um, when I played in America, I played a festival and that was in Chicago. And that was a couple of days. And it was super, super cool. I just the response was insane. I think I was 15 at the time when I traveled over there and I was just so buzzed out by the response. I couldn't believe that people in front of me were mouthing the lyrics to my song that I had wrote and people were asking me questions and we were talking about Mexican food and stuff because I love Mexican food and I think they nail it there and pizza. It was just so, so awesome. And I can't even begin to describe how thankful I am for an experience like that
0: wow and like how do you how do you go back and like suddenly sit back in a classroom after that
1: it's definitely interesting because when you're obviously doing something like this um people will scroll through your like instagram feed and be like huh she's there today she's doing this um and then you go sit in the classroom and people treat you the exact same it's so it, it and i want to be treated the exact same um definitely no like harm in treating someone the exact same that you did before because i think that's it would be completely crazy if you didn't but um yeah it's it's so funny i got a couple of weird looks in high school like when you walk past you're like i'm not sure about that girl (laughs) but um (laughs) Yeah. Sometimes I had to rock up to school with like full face of makeup because I would be like gigging or doing something after school and people would be like, she's insane. And I'll be like, yep, <laughs> I agree with you. <laughs> yeah.
2: I was almost going to do that to one of the interviews last year to wear a shirt underneath my uniform. because oh, I And there was like three interviews at night and I had to go from work to Hamish's. Yes, So, so I might wear a shirt underneath, but the uniforms are see proof. So if I'm might get in trouble with this, but I brought all three shirts to work, and then I got changed in the staff room I I to go straight to Hamish's. So I to make sure I to wear three different shirts with different interviews so to look like they were done on different days. Yes, wing, yes, wing. Yes, yes. <laughs> so, yes. So that's exactly. to the book.
1: That's another thing as well. People get confused. That's what I have figured out. That people get very, very confused easily because. Obviously with um what I do sometimes I record on different days. So something will go up on Instagram and they'll be like and I just posted it and they'll be like I'm confused you just sent me a snapchat and you're you look completely different. And I'm like it was from the other day. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, very very interesting just,
2: stuff. Just if you're being in the music industry do you have to like keep a look up as well? Like you got to dress the same way so people can recognize who you are or do you just go on and dress up as whoever you like to be
1: I I'm I'm pretty like um I think I'm just very individual in my look I'd like to say so um I do try a lot of things out but I obviously go for that like 80s rock look that's kind of what I stand for but um yeah I love trying out like different makeup and weird things and yeah so I guess it depends on the day
0: (laughs) (laughs) and um have you have you got any like plans of coming through sydney and doing doing a doing a couple of shows in the future
1: yes definitely um sydney i had gigged in sydney before once on a festival and um we played a couple i think it was sydney i want to say adelaide and uh-huh. queensland and melbourne they were the four shows i did and um yeah so i do have plans to come to sydney i have plans to actually do like an australian tour um eventually when it opens up and we're allowed to actually fly legally but um yeah so that's very exciting as well we just want to get out there we want to play gigs we want to people to hear our music
0: wow so like did you did you have any kind of um like starting with little crowds or has it just been straight to kind of bigger bigger crowds
1: definitely you start off with little little crowds um yeah and sometimes it again it differs depending on what you're playing if you're playing a festival it's going to be a bigger crowd um if you're playing a solo um headlining show it also depends on where you're playing because i have some places that don't know me as well and i have some places oh my god my dog just (laughs) barged in that is completely embarrassing hi snoop That was really kind of you um opens the door with his head that's going to be really really cool in the interview um but yeah so i think it it kind of depends on whether you're known or not i guess
0: yeah Wow. i just i just want like because you're you're quite young now so i was just wondering like what what you know did was it just from here to here you know not much of the um because you hear so many stories and it's but like of people playing to you know doing the shows where no one's there but it seems like you've had a pretty steady steady run and like um so i was wondering is that was daunting for you for the first time like walking out to a festival of people
1: oh definitely um the first time i actually played a live show i think it was no, i'm trying to think if it was japan or the us first i want to say that it was japan um so i did japan dates first and they were there were smaller crowds um and it still is daunting when you're in a country where you've never been before um people that you've never really sang to before so you don't know how they're going to receive the music or receive um you on stage and how you act and everything so it's definitely a little bit daunting but as long as you're like connected with the music and everything i think that's the main thing that you um like ooze confidence and you just go up there and be yourself
0: yeah wow i think that's um i, I don't know i think this he's is amazing now
1: my dog he's just oh. <laughs>
0: he's <laughs> nice he just wanted a little cameo
1: yeah exactly exactly that's all he wants
0: so um where do you where do you where do you want to be in like the in the next couple of years? Where would you like to see yourself go?
1: Uh-huh. Again, a siren going off. This is going really well, guys. No, I'm we joking. can't
0: hear the siren, so
1: <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad. Um, but yeah, it's definitely big question, but um I just want to see myself happy and healthy and i think that music is the way to keep that going for myself and um i want to see myself out on a stage and i hope that fingers crossed that everything goes well with vaccinations and everything and we can get out there again because it has been missing for a while in australia it's been missing everywhere but places are progressively starting to open so it is exciting. But um, for us, I think we all just want to be out of lockdown, don't we? So, um, Crossing my fingers that that happens soon and that uh, cool things continue to happen.
0: Nice. And is everyone in Melbourne like just this is very off topic, but is everyone in Melbourne Mm -hmm. getting vaccinations? Because I've heard that there's been problems and there hasn't been enough to for Melbourne at the moment.
1: Yeah, so I think that I'm pretty sure from what I've heard that vaccinations are quite low in terms of them getting the vaccines over here because i think we were running out at one stage but um from what i can see it's been pretty positively um received i think most people that i've spoken to want to get vaccinated and um i've had my first shot and i'm due for my second shot soon so i'm very excited and um to go get that Uh, but yeah i'm pretty sure it's been Pretty positively received I, I guess you you have groups of people that are not going to want to but that's again choice
0: yeah um, well i'm um, oh sorry paul you go. i
2: just want to say about lockdown we've talked to a lot of bands and they say it's it's half difficult and half successful because yes um they can't play together and work together but do you find the privilege of being a solo as you can you don't have to worry about relying other band members to help out with songs
1: it definitely depends um i really really miss my band and um i've spoken to them throughout the entire lockdown so i'm very lucky to have social media as we all do um to allow me to connect with them. But I have, I have the luxury of having my dad live with me in this house. So um, he and I have been jamming as much as possible and writing and recording. And that's probably what a lot of bands are um, getting out as well that they can write and record and lucky enough for me, I'm kind of at the end of my cycle. So I needed to write and record. I needed to get back on, that kind of bandwagon, because yeah. So it, it I, I guess it kind of depends on where you're at. Um, I did have a couple of shows booked, obviously, but um, yeah.
0: And uh, Paul, you touched on an interesting thing there with the with the band, and how 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 does that work? Like, did you go overseas with your band, or did you go over by yourself? And
1: yeah, um, so my dad like I said, plays in a couple of bands and I'm very lucky his new band Wicked Smile are my backing band as well, so we share the same band, so when we gig at the same place um, it's quite uh, good because we obviously have the same band so we can set up and stuff and we all have the equipment and everything. And that's what happened at the festival. It was with a different band called the Radio Sun, but um, yeah, most of the time I am lucky enough to play with really cool experienced musicians.
0: That's amazing. I think like that, that's just so lucky. Like you, you, you know, that you have like a dad who was just fully supportive of it from the, from the start.
1: Yeah, I'm very, very grateful for that. Even my my mum and my brother, they're fully supportive of it and they have completely different career paths. Yeah. Um my mum's a primary school teacher and my brothers wants to be an AFL footy player. So um, but yeah, very, very supportive family and very lucky to have that on my side.
0: Nice. And um how many instruments do you play? Are you
1: mm-hmm. I play a bit of bass guitar actually as well. Um, I play electric guitar and acoustic guitar, obviously, and vocals.
0: Nice, nice. And uh, uh, who's the better guitar player out of of you and your dad?
1: My dad, definitely. I'm, uh, vocals is my focus. Um, It's interesting because I picked up a guitar first And touching on guitar, I'm actually a Fender, Squire, and Dorsey, and he's a Jackson and Dorsey, which is under the same branch. And we're both very, very lucky that we have that. But um, I remember picking up my first um, Fender guitar, and that was the first instrument that I played. I didn't start out with vocals, and I progressively, as I listened to more music and um, connected with more music, wanted to become a vocalist.
0: Wow. So you've got your, your. Um, are you sponsored by Squire?
1: Yes, I'm an A grade in um, Dorsey. So I'm very, very lucky to have
0: wow, that. Wow, That's very cool. So does that mean, do you get your own little custom guitars?
1: I don't get custom ones at the moment. Um, I get them sent to me. I'm very, very appreciative. Um, They have the most incredible team at Fender Squire and I'm so lucky to be able to work with them at such a young age and it's just a privilege. And I remind myself about that every single day because it's so important to um be grateful for the stuff that you have and i think i'm I'm grateful for my family and i'm grateful for um to the brands that want to support young new up-and-coming artists
0: nice and um like have you got have you got a favorite instrument like you a strat or a telly or like have you got them all now (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> I I had a couple um one of my first guitars after the classic Fender was a cuz I had a Fender Strat I think and then I had a Charvel. So I have a blue Charvel and I'm I'm a fan of fan of him. He's he's yeah. very cool.
0: <laughs> nice, very cool. And um
2: Paul Yeah, you- I'm just going to say um if there's anyone locally or internationally, you would like to collab with, who would you like to collab with?
1: Oh, is that on like a, a higher scale or...? Oh, it could
2: be local international. Who would you reckon you work better with?
1: I have so many local and international bands that I'd love to collab with. I, I've been listening to a lot of, like, um Baby Animals. I don't know if you've heard of that band.
2: Yeah, I've heard of um, them.
1: I love her. She's so awesome. I, again, I've been listening to a lot of Paramore as well. I love Hayley Williams. She's just like, she's awesome. And just she seems like top, such a top chick and um, I'd love to do something with her in the future.
2: <laughs> yeah, would you would you do like an album with like multiple artists as well? Because you know what, Elton John's got that new album coming out when he's collaborating with other people. Would you do something similar as well? For
1: sure. I mean, if everyone's in, then I'm in too. <laughs> as much as as much music as we can make, I'm happy to be doing.
0: Wow. And um, yeah, I I think I've I think I've run out of questions at this point. But uh, uh, Paul, have you got anything to 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 wrap up with here? Uh,
2: maybe just what would you say to your younger self? Like mm-hmm. any uh, any advice to younger self or just any younger artists out there who are like. Like, give them any good points on how to start
1: definitely i think starting does differ between every individual and i think it's really important to be true to yourself and um i think that a lot of people should be reminded more of that because being your true authentic self will lead you to the most um fantastic career and obviously longevity as well. You've got to think about that. You've got to like your job to be able to, um, continue in it because if I, if I was hating this, I wouldn't be doing it. Um, and I'm so lucky that I'm able to do it, but keep, keep going, keep writing, keep recording and yeah, just keep going.
0: I think that's like the perfect note to finish with here. Um, Perfect. Thank you so much for coming on, uh, Cassidy Paris, and um, no problem. You know, I think you have one of the most like interesting journey stories, and I'm and I'm very interested to see how 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 far you go in the future because you know Thank it's you. only up from here.
1: Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for your time, guys.
0: No worries. For any time.